Well, boys, um, I'm gonna have a little trouble speaking tonight, so we decided that we would invite a couple friendly faces back this this week to talk. Um, we're talking about Liverpool this week. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends normally who support different clubs. Uh, my name is James. I support Arsenal. On top of me, okay, this is different tonight. If you're not watching, if you're on the audio, this is going to be a long intro. But if you're if you're watching up top to the left, that's that's Brad. He's always there. But to my right, up top, that's Jimmy. Welcome back, Jimmy. Hello. On that bottom Hello. row, we've got Sean. He's in the bottom whatever he's waving at you and then if we can get a big red card radio round of applause for a one the only tamzeed is back what's going on hello welcome back sir good to be back yes yes we're very very glad glad to have you um and so yeah like i said we're talking about liverpool tonight um it's kind of the same flow that we've been on for the last couple weeks but we decided we needed to get um the two resident liverpool supporters Get them on together because I know that they'll have opposing opinions and it's going to be like, you know, back in the day, you guys remember the uh, the CNN show with Tucker Carlson and the other dude and they were crosshairs, I think is what it was called. And then John Stewart went on and made fun of everybody. Yeah. This was- Should I have worn a bow tie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah go get go get a bow tie real quick. Is that Wolf <laughs> I I Blitzer one. you're thinking of? No, it wasn't Wolf Blitzer. I'll have to Google it later. Someone tell me in the comments who 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 hosted crosshairs with Tucker Carlson. Um, but before you get too deep, um, hit the subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell, uh, leave a comment down below, follow, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to, whatever action you can take to follow us we would really appreciate it share this episode with a friend um i think manchester united supporters will be most interested in this conversation um because you know but before we get too deep we do have one comment from last week we had will um it's actually a pretty uh, you know recent comment and wasn't necessarily on topic about newcastle but the reports recently um have come out that psg have put uh Killing Mbappe up for sale because he won't sign a contract extension. And apparently, uh, you know, the Saudis are like, I want a piece of that action and bid 300 million euros or whatever the heck it was um, to buy him from PSG. PSG has apparently accepted that offer. And uh, now it's up to Mbappe to decide if he's going to sign a 700 million euro singular year deal with with the Saudi Arabian government to play football. Um, so Will's comment says, if the Saudis buy Mbappe, will you guys finally admit that the Super League was a good idea? No. All right, no. There, you, there you have it. Um, Will, maybe you should come on the podcast here soon and we can we can discuss it further and see how, uh, see how Juventus is doing over the summer. Um, but, uh, so check back, check back for that later, Will. Um, but, Brad, I'm gonna let you uh, let you kick it off because this is kind of your baby. So yeah. take it away. All right, boys. So we're gonna do a little bit. We're gonna start with the old, uh, what last season was like. Um, so I'm I'm gonna throw it to the OG Tammy first. Tam Z, what did you think of uh, last year's season for Liverpool? It's awful. <laughs> it was a terrible season. Uh, up until like the last ten games of the season, it was terrible. It was. The football was bad. The players were bad. Uh, everything about, like, nothing was exciting about last season uh, outside of absolutely uh, hammering uh, United. Uh, but then we lost to, like, Burnmouth immediately after that. <laughs> the obvious banana skin game. Uh, 
So it was great. There was, there was nothing likable about uh, last season. It was a pure meme. I've deleted it from my brain. <laughs> Jimmy, any, any, yeah, any further thoughts? Yeah, it's about the same. I mean, I, I think I told a couple of you that I just flat canceled my Peacock subscription like in January or February it was. I was done. I mean, it was it was kind of a Liverpool season last year. It felt like a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, we still tried to watch games for the most part. There, I mean, there were there were times where we would only watch a half or, or whatever. It was just it was it was hard to watch. It sometimes boring, uninspired, sloppy. Um, there was you know injury riddled again. Uh, everybody just felt tired. There, there were some. Small positives, like Tamsi said, the the seven nil thrashing at United was a huge highlight, and that was essentially the only highlight, with I think one exception, and that is seeing Klopp like tear a hamstring berating a third official. <laughs> so I forgot about that. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, other than that, I mean, other than those things, uh, Stefan uh, Bajicic, whatever how you pronounce his last name. Seeing him kind of come up and get in the team and how he progressed, that was nice. But then he got hurt. You know, it's, you know, Curtis Jones being out for a year. Harvey Elliott did pretty well at the beginning and regressed. Um, it just wasn't, I mean, we're, we're you know, we, the, the whole thing about needing midfield, and I guess we'll probably get into that. Uh, it was really apparent last year. We're just tired, didn't have enough depth for a, you know, you're, you're basically a four league team. And, we had the depth to be a one league team barely. It seemed like with all the injury problems we had and just lack of quality, really. Yeah, like the yeah. summer before that, all the transfers were bad. Like none of them are in the club now outside of Darwin Nunez. Uh, like they all got like either pushed on loan or they're gone. So it was like it was just bad from top to top to bottom. All right, uh, Jimmy, who is your player of the year, and why is it Alex Oxlade Chamberlain? Yeah, so it's that's a really in the in the the notes for the the listeners. There's a, a weird, really weird spelling of Allison, uh in the in the <laughs> notes for this. Uh, but player of the year is Allison. I don't think there's anyone that really came close to his performance. Uh, my player of the year is uh, Nabi Keita uh, because he <laughs> fell in August and just never came back up again. <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a personal highlight for me. Yeah, uh, he's our he's our Reese James. We never got an explanation of what happened. He just flopped and puzzled. Oh, Nubby, he just fell. And I'm like, I, okay, cool. Like, I guess that works. <laughs> and he's, so, and he's, yeah, already, he's my player of the year. And he's so already he, hurt he, again. He's like a mascot for the season. He just fell and never got back up. Yeah. <laughs> he played like he played like two games. He's the perfect encapsulation of uh, it, of the season. And this was like his season to shine because it was like he, now he he's takes the helm. He's the guy in the midfield and he's butthurt over not chart starting the Champions League final. Right. Uh, because and last he just, year he did work his bed back into the team yeah. or the year before that. Yeah. Like we had the NFT midfield for a while because he finally got in. Mm-hmm. He was finally healthy enough for the long enough time period. And then he missed that shot in the Champions League final, which is incredibly painful and then uh and fell off and he fell and he quite literally fell and never came yeah. back again. Yeah. Disappointing. Mm. He was supposed to be like kind of our next creative great midfielder and 
had half a good season once and flopped. He was a disappointing player, unfortunately. I was high yeah. in him too because I thought he was a pretty good player at Leipzig. Yeah, I think everybody was when he came in. Um, so that that good choice there, Tammy. Uh, I think I know the moment of the year uh, for both of you, but but uh, if one of you guys can just say it it's, for us, because it's basically been discussed already. Yeah, I know, but I, but look, on this podcast, there's one thing the three of us agree on, and that's United memes. So I uh, so like, what is the moment of the year? Oh, uh, my moment of the year is uh, when uh, Vinicius Jr. stripped Joe Gomez uh, in what was probably at that point becoming one of our best performances under Klopp to becoming one of the worst performances under Klopp. That was, that, was, that was my moment of the year. It was a great time. Like, it, was, it, was, it was spectacular. I've never seen a single defender collapse like this. I thought Dayan Lovren was back. I genuinely thought Dayan Lovren was back. I was high on Lovren. I actually really liked him at Liverpool. You know he did have bad, bad, bad times. Um, what myth? <laughs> I, I miss the Tammy memes. <laughs> Dayan Lovren is, oh my God, Dayan Lovren is up there. With like Christian Polson levels of crash that has come to this club. <laughs> if you had to, if you had to take one back, Tamzine, would you take back Lovren or would you take back uh, Liverpool John Joe Shelby? You know what? <laughs> we we sold the wrong midfielder. We should have sold Henderson and kept Wait. John Joe Shelby. At least I don't know about ball. that. I still John John Joe Shelby. The problem with him is. You put him on the field, he's good for about 40 minutes of that game, and then he can't play again for three games after that. Yeah, like he's gonna get sent off. Yeah. Like John Joe Shelby's problem <laughs> is that he is uh he is uh the A B of Premier League football. He will just lose his brain midway through. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because he well, doesn't have any hair, so he, he just gets CTEs all the time when he played he, and he just, played the game. Like it was, it was played in like the eighties when yeah. a lot of that stuff was acceptable. There was nothing never... wrong with John Joe Shelby. He is just deranged as a person. Yeah, I, <laughs> bad, bad decision maker. I'm happy to. I, I yeah, would take Lovren back. Can, can somebody just say Liverpool seven owing uh, United, please? Hey, is this, I mean, that because like I'm putting that in the... for an entire. That basically salvaged any like banter I could do with somebody else, like United fans. Because, like, oh, we finished above you in the Champions League. Yeah, but we beat you 7-0. That's kind of like... Probably probably the highlight, the entire highlight of the season, really, was after that, watching the clips of Jamie Carragher sitting next to Gary Neville reacting to all the goals. That's probably the highlight of the season. (laughs) Every year we hammer United and... Like Carragher takes that picture next to Neville. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Every year, it's amazing. It's the one thing we have to look forward to right now. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, Sean, you want to take over for some of this new season stuffs? Yeah. So I, I, I don't really feel like we need to discuss ma- manager or goalie. Uh, maybe we can come back to defense. But where I want to start is uh, a, a an account I trust and I learn from a lot. Premier League panel on Twitter. Uh, had an interesting couple of threads where uh, in one thread he discussed about how Jordan Henderson would, when Jordan Henderson leaving Liverpool would expose how much he held Liverpool back for the past few years of how not technical he is uh, and how his work rate outperformed 
out outperformed his skill on the field and how much he was holding you guys back. And I want to parlay that with a different thread that that talked about Libya versus Caicedo, which in the moment they are very similar players. One is 19, one is 22 or 23. I forget how old Caicedo is. So obviously in the moment you would rather have Caicedo. He's a more complete player. Lavia's ceiling may or may not be higher. That's to be determined at some at some point. But they are both control. They are both tempo control players. They're both a player that Liverpool would really enjoy to have. I'm sure. So, I would like uh, thoughts on Henderson, and if you would like him out the door, and then why have you not bought Lavia yet for forty ish million, whatever Southampton wants for him? Dude, uh, Jordan Henderson going to Saudi Arabia single-handedly changed my opinion on Saudi Arabia. Uh, they're my heroes now because they're willing to pay actual money for a fake footballer. <laughs> All right, like, uh, and to it, like, I I understand that we have outgrown the need for Jordan Henderson. I understand his value from like. You know, 15, 16, 16, 17, 18, 19, to an extent, latter half, 1920. Like, I understand the need for a Henderson back then, but like, we're, we're now an actual footballing team. Like, we should be focused on playing football instead of like hatchet ball to like hit teams on the counter in like quick, like quick transitions, right? Like, we need to be better at this like football thing because otherwise teams just find it incredibly easy to just like, give us the ball and then like just blockade their goal. And then it's easy for them to like hit us on the counter. That's we lost to Nottingham Forest. We lost to Leeds. We lost to uh, Burnmouth this exact same way. It was like it, his deficiencies became overall like, and like he was always deficient. Like I've never seen a uh, high level professional level midfielder incapable of taking the ball on the half turn. Uh, so Henderson's probably Henderson has some good things. Like one, he's proven to be a pretty good leader, right? So, and oftentimes when we struggled, Henderson on the field just helped the team in general with a little bit of like command and presence. So from that perspective, he was good. Now, once he started having the foot injury, he became a little bit more of a liability. And that happened in around like 2018, I think it was. And then he had that, when we won the league, he had a great year. He was awesome, but he's had constant injuries. Can't stay fit. I mean, he he's, He's due to be out of out of the team. Like I, I'm kind of sad to see him go. I would like to kind of keep him because after losing Milner, who everybody knows I really like, uh, I would like to kind of keep him as a, in, a, in the locker room as a leader kind of thing still. But he's definitely not a first team player anymore. My problem with Henderson is that as he started getting older and having those injury problems, they dropped him deeper to be more of that that pivot midfield player, and he can't do that because he, Henderson doesn't scan the field. He never has. He does. If you watch Henderson, and I've, I think I've talked about this on the pod. If, if when Henderson receives the ball, he only receives it in that direction. So he basically has ninety degrees, if maybe not even that much, sixty degrees, where he'll receive the ball, and he ha- he can only go that direction. Now, if there's no one around him, then he can make the turn. But anytime under pressure, it's you give it to him. He can only he's got this much window to to pass the ball, and that's always been Henderson's problem. Now he got better at playing a long ball over the top but again he's got to receive the ball facing that direction where henderson was better 
early on his career was when he could play a little bit more behind the striker, when he was a little bit more fit and could run and attack. That was when he was better. But when we had to drop him back, it was the only thing that he really provided was leadership. And yeah, the exact point where Henderson's uh, decline started was uh, 2021. Uh, I want to say it's against Leicester. Uh, and he got like injured that season and then it ended his season. And this is like early on in the season. It was like January. And he just never came back the same since yeah, then. Yeah, well, he battled that, that footage for, forever. Yeah. Yeah. You just right, couldn't so run box to box anymore. Before, before you guys move on to why you haven't bought Lavia, I would like to know how floored both of you guys were that Henderson made the World Cup roster. I think, I mean, I've said for a while he's a better captain than Kane. I, I think he should be on the World Cup roster just for his leadership. Garrett, Garrett Southgate's a loser. I don't... Yes. England deserve... England, outside of, like, France and maybe Portugal, have probably the best talent factory in the world. Like, in But Henderson didn't like, play bad in the World Cup. It was a complete waste of a roster spot. He, was, he wasn't bad. When he came onto the field, he changed the game for England a couple of times. Oh, like, my God. He hoofed the ball straight into the American like fans. Yes, it was, <laughs> it was tremendous watching. Uh, but <laughs> but I mean, at the, but at at the time, like like some of the other options they had on the field, like you know uh, Calvin Phillips, he's been trash for the last two years. Basically, can't get healthy. And then um, uh, Mason Mount has been on a complete slide of form for a while. I don't know if it's confidence or whatever, but Jordan was, in my opinion, better than both of them. Ah, but only the, that only if there was one midfielder there. Worth like 150 mil <laughs> next to him. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really cool that Jordan Henderson gets to play with like 250 mil next to him on either side. You know, yeah. it's like Declan Rice holding him back and then, you know, Bellingham doing the other yeah. part. So, like, but again, you got Bellingham. Bellingham's your box to box guy. Rice is your pivot defensive player. He gave Jordan a little bit more, like, I don't have to be all of it and then when he didn't have to do that he was physically able to play the role better i just think they played easier teams like this is like slightly easy oh, they, they did i mean they he did. got poked by france like i don't like that was the first good team they played but i was surprised when jordan played in the world cup i was surprised that he i because going into it i was like i don't think jordan's gonna play at all i think yeah, i'm I glad he's on the team all, yeah. and then he came in i'm like well you know he played okay it's, be it's better than i thought and then i he, he's i thought he stayed decent uh and he i can't remember who he came in for but whoever he replaced at one point it was was not playing well at all uh and i thought jordan came in and provided a spark and it like turned the game around a little bit for now against you know usa england in general were trash so i don't I think do, we can i do appreciate the breakdown i was going for the memes of when i read the roster and saw henderson's name and thought, what? <laughs> Gareth Southgate uh, likes a team, and that's Gareth Southgate's team. Yeah, like, we all know that. Southgate. Southgate. Southgate's a coward, so he can't, like, he, he lacks the spine to, like, tell stronger players to, like, just go away. So yeah. it's, it's his possible. The fact that if, uh, if England had started Vardy as their main striker in 2016 instead of playing uh, Kane, they would have won the Euros. I would probably admit that. He's in, 20, in 2016, yeah, in Marty 2016, was the, Marty Marty was the, was the hottest, highest striker yeah. in like, England. They've never been able to uh, say no to like star player. Well, it but is what 20, it is. I don't know. In 2016, though, again, there was midfield issues with England. I don't know if they can get him the ball. 
Honest. Dude, why haven't you guys bought Labia yet? We tried today. Uh, yeah, we tried today. Today was the first opening bid for Romeo Lavia. I think um, I've heard thirty-five or th- and or thirty-seven, but I've also heard they countered us, but I haven't read anything about that. Also, like the, the, the all 50. of Southampton to turn down thirty-seven million after being relegated. Yeah, because they want fifty, and there's two other clubs that would that like they're hoping for a bidding war is what they want. Yeah, no, nobody if, else if, is going to pay. Here's it. the thing, though: if the other clubs really wanted him and they were willing to pay fifty, they would have already done it. Already done it. Yeah, nobody he the. Lavia is quickly becoming a situation like uh, Ismail Assar was for Watford. And, and now they sold him for 13 mil. Yeah, now they sold him for 13 mil to, to Marseille. But like yeah. for several years, uh, Watford were like steadfast that they will not sell Ismail Assar for anything less than 50 million. Right? And nobody, like United wanted him, Liverpool wanted him, Spurs wanted him. They all wanted him at some point. But like he was like, but Watford were like, no, we're not gonna like sell it, and now they're like forced to like sell him on yeah. the low. Yeah, this is out of a contract next yeah. year. La- Lafayette is obviously like a lot of teams like tertiary backup plan. Yes, and so they're not gonna get fifty million. For, they're not gonna. Nobody's gonna pay fifty million. Yeah, nobody's for gonna your, pay like fourth million. choice. Now for Liverpool, it's their arguably their third choice. <laughs> so like I'm not are you gonna pay fifty million for your third choice signing? Probably yeah. not. I mean maybe Liverpool go at a forty. I, I think that's the best you're gonna see. Unless they work out some weird It's gonna be a lot of buy on clause or get to like they it's possible they could do some weird bonuses where they, they you know they offer the, the thirty seven again and are like, Okay, if we win the Champions League with them, you get twenty million. Oh, um, I send Tyler Morton that way. And well no and well also He's going to be bought next year by City, bought back for like 30, 40 million. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. 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 So, like, why would somebody be like, hey, we could, we, we could throw you that 40 mil now? And yeah. Maybe we like need add ons. Like, this is their time. Uh, this yeah. is their time because uh, that's why they're pushing for that 50 thing. What's keeping Lavia at Southampton. So, this so is the. My, my concern about Lafayette right now is, you know, I look at like work ethic character and some other things and transfers and some of the rumor or some of the things I saw today, like he was in the squad and basically didn't care at all in the game, head down, barely did anything. And I, that's not a good sign to me when I see that. I'm like, it sounds like we want him or whatever, but if he's going to be a baby and, and be he's picky, a choosy, spoiled brat, then I'm not, I'm not sure that I really want him that bad. So, I want to expand that, though, beyond just, like, Lavia, though. Like, what, what are you guys hoping Liverpool gets done in the transfer window? Like, what, what, are, your, what are your main needs? Well, because right. you pick up two midfielders. For, uh, sorry, Brad, go ahead. I was going to say, sorry, are you, guys, you guys already have two attacking mids. Yeah. And so. Yeah, but how many midfielders have we already let go? Oh, I'm with you, but that's why. That's why I think that's why James James is asking. I was going to ask the same questions. Like, what do you guys want left yeah, well, in the window? What are the broad strokes that you need to accomplish before yeah. the Premier League season starts? The the the, the, the dream is uh, Madrid panic and put money down for Mbappe, and we go get Chouameni. All right, that's <laughs> we go get Chouameni for like 70, 80, whatever. He is infinitely better than Lavia will ever be. So like, just go for that. I agree with that. There's like six teams hoping that happens. Yeah. That's that's actually been starting on the Chelsea Twitter of like, well, if Brighton doesn't want this 80 mil, why don't we just offer that to Madrid and see what happens? Yeah. Why don't we just post that to Madrid and like 
So my my I, I'm a similar boat, but I, I'm looking at it in a different direction. And again, I'm biased to my other league. I am hoping we go after Kimmick from Byron. Oh no, we've we can't do Kimmick. Kimmick and Frank would concede every day. Yeah, so we've I been would... linked to him a couple of times, <laughs> but I think he's a great would... player, and I think he would fill that role really well. Oh, and he brings Kimmich a lot. Is a fantastic more. player, but Kimmick and Trent are the same player. The same strength, yeah, same weakness. But that's the but that's the question though. What the what are we going to do with Trent? Like because right now we've okay we've we've got rid of Nabi Keita, right? We got rid of James Miller. That's two midfielders. So we got rid of Ox. Not really a midfielder. He's you know the, he's he an in between guy. Works with the, he works with the medical team. Um, <laughs> it's rude. You know, <laughs> it's true. Uh, and so now we're about to lose. Henderson. And we lose Firmino, right? You know, from so we're about to lose Henderson. We're about to lose maybe Fabinho. So we've brought in two midfielders, and right now we're saying we're going to send four out the door. And well, midfield was your fair, best. The, ma- to, the net math on fair. that thing. To be fair, two of those four are nonsense. Yeah, uh, I mean, two so of those I, would, four, I do so, not count Oxlade Chamberlain and Nabi Keita as part of the Liverpool yeah. score. Cool. But here's but here's the thing though, like again, like Nabi Keita was a disappointment, but he should have been last year. It should have been his like Absolutely. season. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, I wasn't disappointed that he was gone. You know, yeah. whatever. But like we're we're talking about, we had a midfield gap, and you look at the players going out versus coming in. They're all freaking midfielders that are leaving. And like what one of our biggest problems last year was yes we had a lack of quality in our midfield but we also had a lack of midfield depth because they're always all hurt. Curtis Jones was hurt. Stefan was hurt. Nabikay was hurt whole season. Tiago was hurt half the season. And there's rumor that he's gonna you know go somewhere to Barcelona or something else. So, uh, like we can't lose all our midfield and not bring more. Like Curtis Jones is back, but he's had injury problems too. I guarantee you he's not going to play every game of the season even if he was fit. So something I want to echo his. Uh his point on is that towards the end when you guys were going on your run to end up challenging fourth but finishing fifth was Trent you guys were playing you guys were playing a back quote unquote four but Trent was really playing more like an eight yeah and then dropping back into a back four when he got back to his position and then would yeah. move back into the midfield and it would shift back to a back three yeah so if we were going to double down on that, it, one, you're, it's leaning towards like maybe that's an option as a, a midfield supplement with us ha- sh- sitting yeah. on midfield out. We're not signing a right back. We're not we're not signing another center back that we could play three in the back because Andrew Robertson's not the guy to play three in the back, and neither is Joe Gomez currently. Now Joe could be, but do you play Matip, Conte, uh, and Verge? Yeah, I mean that'd probably be a good solid back three. Do you think all three of those are going to stay fit the whole season? Hell no. Maybe Verge, but Matip won't. Yeah, Matip won't, Konate won't. Uh, realistically, uh, we need to somehow keep Fabinho and then get Lavia, or we need two DMs. If Fabinho leaves, we need two DMs. Yeah. I don't want no Fabinho to leave. I'm hoping he stays. It, it's, he, he had a bad season last year, but we know he has quality. He, he, like, but he got better at the end of the season. He, 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 like, he did. Swap to WM, we got like infinitely better performances yeah. out of Fabinho. Uh, but it was... So, it, yeah, like we need if if Fabinho leaves, we need a senior DM. Uh, I think we heard like Check Decore from uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, I read about that too. Yeah. So we'll see if that ever works there's, out. There's another guy from Bayern they've been going after. I can't remember who it is. Uh, I don't remember if he's a DM there or not. 
Uh, he's another midfielder. Yeah, like a, a proper Nina Market is just so crap this year. Like, yeah, well, it's just, you know, it's just all like Arsenal got the only good one, and like everybody else is just mid to like seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining. Okay, so midfield is that that kind of seems like that's like the one that was that was Liverpool's biggest deficiency last year. Mm-hmm. If if I mean, like everyone agrees, so need to need to strengthen midfield. So, what are your expectations for for next year? Uh, assuming, um, well, you can assume whatever you want, um, but like assuming you get the get transfers in that you need, you strengthen. I mean, Klopp has come out and been like, "We're trying our best. We're gonna we're gonna do our best." Blah blah blah. Like, what what are you expecting to see from next season's Liverpool? And this is interesting because this is Klopp's first time managing a club past seven years. Brad, unprecedented Brad is all into like the superstition type stuff. <laughs> like, like, like what, what is like, how is that materially important? In my opinion, I think it, I think that that's the most nonsense thing that like, like I don't, I don't, I don't see how that matters. Right. Like he's, he's still Jurgen Klopp. Like he, the guy is still one of the best managers in, in world football. And just because he made been the there, same argument for Pep. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, but Pep's team, Every year, like every couple of years, is refreshed, rechange is changed. Can it we is. say the same for Liverpool? Yeah, but does Liverpool have an unlimited budget like all the teams that Pep has managed? I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Look, <laughs> I look. I think Klopp is better than Pep because I think Klopp could do what Pep does with Pep's budget. I don't know if Pep could do what Klopp does with Klopp's budget. I mean, the the thing is, it's not like Liverpool are broke. But, all right, we're only we're we broke. Like we're not. I know, but the amount of money that she has spent. We're responsible spenders. Three richest clubs in the world. Be quiet, and let's let's hear what y'all's expectations are. I think Uh, our expectation is at least one Jamie Carragher clip next to Gary Neville, where he's giving him a hard time. Oh yes. Uh, I I despite all the like uh, crap said about last season being a transition season, we didn't buy anybody to have a transition season. This is going to be the transition season. Uh, this is the season we're going to see uh, Liverpool 2.0 under Klopp. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, the Europa League might end up being a blessing because that way we could play like Bajetic and yeah, uh, Jones and Elliot will all get game time against like Czechoslovakian farmers. Yeah, I uh, think I think the Europa League suits Klopp uniquely in this situation because so if you think about the Europa League win. When Arsenal got in there in the first place, Wenger was still still the manager. Wenger didn't he play he played the children. Like but like yeah. when you saw Arteta and Unai Emery in the Europa League, they played the first team players because like they felt like they needed to get a result. Klopp's not gonna care. Klopp's gonna be like, This is you know, the kids need to be bled and yeah. bleed them here. They'll get experience. And then if we if we happen to go far, if we end up in the semifinal, then maybe I make some changes. But Klopp seems like he's the guy that is like, hey, if I got to the semifinals with this team, I'm just going to rock with it. Um, yeah. so, yeah, he's already shown that. Yeah. He's, he's incredibly guy. sentimental. I mean, I, th- I think there's some value there. I think that... Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of whack to uh, to sub your goalie out in the 120th minute for the penalty, uh, the penalty goalkeeper. Brad, <laughs> dude, and then Kepa is the manager, bro. I don't know. What you're talking about. Missing. Oh my god, that was great. Okay. okay, so 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 you think this is a transitional year, Jimmy, Jimmy? Do you do you agree that you think this is a transitional year for 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 Liverpool? I'm I'm setting myself up with low expectations. Okay. Uh, it, right right now, 
I I don't feel like we've done enough in the in this transfer market. It, it, now again, it's pending the rest of the transfers, right? If you know, you know we, we think Henderson's gone. I don't think that's going to hurt us too much, but it could from a leadership perspective because again, a few years back, Henderson didn't play, and like Verge had the armband, we like would draw, yeah. and then we'd have Henderson. We kept winning. Um, that hasn't been the case for probably two and a half seasons. So I, I don't think Henderson's going to be a huge loss. I, I, I would think we will miss his leadership a little bit, maybe off the field. I think if we lose Fabinho, that's going to hurt unless we can do a lot of business really quick and then get him into the lineup. Because like one of the biggest problems that we're going to have right now, along with some of these other teams is we're already halfway through the preseason. And so the, the later you go, and this is one of the things I've always liked about Dortmund. They usually do their business really quick. This year, they're not. I'm really concerned about them, too. And, you know, Liverpool did good business early, but they didn't do enough yet. They haven't finished. Because we still have, again, if, if we're relying on Trent to play midfield, we have a defensive gap. You know, there's there's a, a weird thing here. I think we're going to have depth issues. So, I mean, I I hope yeah, it's a well, you know, I don't think the, uh, the Fabinho and Henderson transfers were planned uh, the way... No like Slobozlai and McAllister were. Yeah. Right. Uh, I feel like those were always like accounted for. And the idea was we were just going to wait until we could either get Levi Colwell. And if we didn't get Levi Colwell, we'll just get. Um, and that, that would have solved our problems yeah. almost immediately. Immediately. That yeah. definitely puts Trent in the midfield and we got a back. We have a yeah. leg leg legit legitimate back, back three. three. And so I was high on that. And if, if that would have happened, I would have been really high on Liverpool going into the season at this point. Yeah. Right now, I'm still like, I think we're going to, my expectation as of right now is we compete for top four. We may fall short. Okay. Tamzid, would you echo that sentiment? Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, top four and win Europa. Okay. All right. I mean, I think those are high expectations. Uh, like, come Europa's track. When you won the Champions League, Europa League is embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see us... Europa League account tweets us every day. I would like to see us get out of the <laughs> third round of the League Cup um, so our kids can have some warm-up for the for Europa. And then I'd like to see us make an okay run in the FA for the same reason. But I, I think, yeah, if we, if we can win the... I mean, I think winning the Europa League is probably our best bet to get into the Champions League the following season. No, I think we could definitely make top four. I just, I just want the Europa League. Anyway. Well, I mean, the, right now, I mean, I, I don't think we get past Arsenal. We don't get past City. United, we might get past because they've done it terrible is, it in the transfer not a real team. They are, they are the fakest Champions League. They, I, I'm yeah, sorry. I agree, I but they, they've gotten it worse is, in this offseason. No, like <laughs> you guys, they are never good. They think, are never good. I think, I think that you, that I think that you underrate United at your own peril this season. And then Newcastle. Yeah, man, the butcher is coming. Oh. Newcastle, who knows I, if they're going to be able to recruit? baby, let's go. But think about like Aston Villa. Aston Villa have have reinforced. They look like they're going to be better than they were last year, and they. I believe in Emery. Right? Yeah. Right. I like, know where he. I know what his level is. Right. So I think they've got a legit manager. They've got a legit squad. You can't. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect it's Tottenham and Chelsea to be some pushovers like they were last year. I mean, um, maybe, maybe Chelsea because they've only signed people no one knows. But yeah, and Chelsea, Chelsea are going through a transition year too, so they're kind of in the same boat. But like, uh. The longer the Spurs thing goes on with Harry Kane, the longer they're like, the worse their like preseason gets over time. So 
Like, there's a good chance Spurs just spurs it up anyway. Yeah, uh, I think so too. It's really Newcastle and uh, it's us versus Newcastle versus Arsenal versus City, I guess, and United on the outside for top four, right? And I just think United are crap. They're just not good. Their players are incredibly overrated. They never sign good players. Like, and they haven't signed any players. Do we count do we count Mason Mount as a player? I think you should. I mean I okay. No, I, I, I think you definitely should. I think I think he's a million for a player on his last year of his contract. Oh I'm not taking that club seriously. And he played any what he played like four games last year? Injury. Okay. Well, Dude. Uh, Lampard didn't start him. Like, if your dad doesn't he start did. you, I think like, this he was. Is, I, I agree. The missions, right? Like those, those were signs. Like, I mean, yeah, Daddy Frank was like, faith. Maybe he's lost now. Yo, I I would be like the most happy person here if United were a meme club next year. That would make me so very happy. It'd make but, all of us very happy. But I don't. I, I don't, still think they'll. Cont- I still think. I think. I think again, they're currently more of a contender for the top four than Liverpool. Just, but I again, agree. they started falling off last year, but. They, yeah, no, United have always found a way to scrap through points. It just no, it, but it, it's it's back to like volleyball again, right? Like they brought in oh. Ten Hag to be like this like messiah of football, and they like, and they brought in, in Howard Webb to run the refereeing. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that season a couple of years ago where Bruno was scoring like twenty five penalties a year? Yeah, yeah like they want to run it back. Uh, yeah. Peak peak volleyball, they want it back. Yeah, uh, but like they're back to scoring off of like crappy transitions again and there was losing to any team that's like halfway decent yeah. like united well, barely stuttered over the wall well, they fixed they fixed their back line right yes, so their back line was solid last year even with luke shaw still playing and that was enough to get them one one nil wins or draws or whatever now they had bad losses you know how many teams that scored three plus goals against united yeah, but how? I mean, how? But how the hell did they score enough goals to do that? Because their offense was atrocious. Unless, well, and again, Howard Webb giving. You know, no, no, like I mean, like least. how many teams have put three or more past United? Oh, quite I, don't few. Know. I mean, I know we did it. We did it. However, though, think about how many how many howlers did. Even though he won the freaking gold mitts or whatever they're called, uh, De Gea like was not good. Yeah. No, he, was, he was not. He was absolutely not good. They, yeah. was, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's something about their season just feels fake. <laughs> it it, it does. Like, well, it's like every time you every time you actually sit down to watch a United game, they're like terrible. But then every, all the games you don't watch was the majority of them. Like they fi- somehow managed to get points. It's just never convincing. I'll never take that team seriously. Well, yeah, and I, again, I, I I still you know spout the Howard Webb conspiracy. I'm never going to let that go. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I heard the feels coming in. I mean, it, it feels fake. <laughs> We are we are circling the drain if we're getting the feels back out. Um, all right, so. Expectations from Tamzid were top four, maybe, and Europa League. Jimmy wants to win the Europa League, right? All right. Yeah. I think that's a good place to, to wrap it up. Um, tell us what you guys think. Um, I think this was a, a spirited conversation about Liverpool. Um, I would love to hear in the comments below uh, if you have thoughts about Liverpool. Um, we also talked a lot about Manchester United tonight. So if you have thoughts about Manchester United, uh, I'd love to hear that as well. Um, 
hit us up on Twitter. Um, this podcast is at Red Card. Oh, excuse me. Hit us up on X. Hit us up on X. It's not, oh my God. not Twitter anymore. <laughs> Burn up forever. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Um, have you got? Have you created your Threads accounts yet? No. no. <laughs> Absolutely no, we're not. not. Threads. Um, that guy is at KS Brad G. Uh, Whiteheart underscore Sean. I think that's at Team Dugan. Yeah, and mm. Tanzine, are you still uh, at Firmino's Dentist? Yeah. Heck I think yeah. I'm a football enthusiast now. Heck and don't yeah. forget about the IG. Redcard underscore radio on Instagram now. I don't have an Instagram account. Yeah, that's why I can't have a Threads account because I don't have an Instagram account. So I met James Tiffany. Hit us up. Uh, join our Discord if you want to join the conversation. Um, and if you want to harass us about coming on the podcast and talking about your soccer team, join our Discord and talk to us there and maybe we'll see what we can do. Um, but until then, thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been able to tease what we're doing next. I have no idea what we're doing next week. Um, but you'll want to tune in and you'll want to listen because it'll be interesting um, and it'll make us happy. But until then, have a good one.